What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? How y'all doing? My name is Tim Black. Welcome to Pause with Tim Black. It's a black podcast by a black host in a black house with black lips. Jokes, no. Purple lips, no. You know, I'm not really a, um, not a weed smoker, not really. Never really had the tolerance for it. But I will be talking about some black issues, Johnson. What's going on, people? What's happening? What's up with it? That's why we strong, we strong, we stand up for it. We get into it here. This is the home of the blackest podcast on the internet, says I. Also, this is the home of Cut the Check. Cut the Check. Never said I was the only one who ever said it. I just firmly believe that's what has to happen if black people are ever going to be made somewhat competitive and have any type of equity in America. Got to cut the check. So, oh man, so, okay, first of all, before we get started too far, uh, shout out. I want to send hopes, prayers, support, healing energy, concern, Wishes for safety to all the people in Kentucky and all those surrounding states that were devastated and touched by the the string of tornadoes that hit your area, okay? Because I can't imagine what that's like, what you folks are going through. Folks, we got to reach out to our friends and our neighbors in Kentucky and the surrounding areas because it's, it's horrific what happened there, guys. That's horrific. Last time I checked, there were there were still a hundred people that were at least a hundred people that were unaccounted for, and possibly uh, may have had their lives snatched by these tornadoes. So, um, big shout out to all the Tim Black Wolfpack members who are in the area. One of my one of my longtime supporters, Buck, uh, who used to um, he helps out still in my chat when he's when he's able to, but um, he hit me up on Twitter. And he said, Tim, man, I'm okay, man. You know, this is what's going on. At the time, I didn't even know about it. This was like Saturday morning. I wasn't even really checking my DMs at the time. And I was like, damn. So I got his message. And then I started looking. I'm like, wow, this is this is so not good. So Buck and your mom, hope you're okay. Um, the council member, Ja'Cory, Arthur out there in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, I just had an opportunity to meet. Hope that you're doing well, brother, and all your family and your friends as well and your constituents in the area. So, wow. Give it up for those folks, man. Yeah. So, I got a couple things now. Pause with Tim Black. We we cover black issues, and sometimes we cover more generic issues or basic issues, but we cover them from a black perspective. And um, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight because someone made some suggestions, and, you know, not all suggestions are garbage. Some suggestions are okay, you know? Like, some of them are not, you know, a setup. <laughs> like, you know, you got to recover what suggestions you take because, you know, people are not testing out their suggestions. They're like, you should do this. Yeah, take your shirt off and run around stage and drink some Kool-Aid and, and uh, you know, um, debate this person who doesn't think black people should be able to, you know, 
exist in America, and and then do this, and then create a create a new dance on TikTok, like all types of crazy ideas. You know, come for people. You know, rob a bank. You know, you know, all types of ideas. So not all ideas or suggestions should you take seriously. Right, but but there have been some suggestions that I want to implement. And one of those suggestions is we're going to have cue cards. So I'm gonna use cue cards tonight. This is great. This is this is we'll let people know what we're talking about when they come to the show. All I gotta do now is remember to change them. That's the that's the kick. I gotta I gotta gotta remember things. Okay, so we're gonna try to keep this all in the head. So so um let's get started. Let's get started. Let's go uh I got so many things here. Uh, we got a number of topics we're going to talk about. Let's start with this. I think this is positive. I want to start here. Topic number one is Megan Thee Stallion. Megan D. Stallion. I put the. See, it's D. It's D. Megan D. Stallion. I don't know the difference, but it's the reason. That's her name. So it's Megan D. Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion just got a degree. She's got a degree in health, health administration. That's it, health administration. So give it up for Megan D. Stallion. One more. That's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, and, and on a serious note, guys, very seriously, Megan Thee Stallion started college years ago, a couple, you know, back when she was, I think, 19 or 20. And she told her mom, she promised her mom she would finish and get her degree. Her mom recently passed, like a year ago, I think it was. And uh, my condolences to Megan Thee Stallion. And she said she wanted to fulfill this, this request, this promise she made her mom. She also lost her grandmother. And she had all this support, so she wanted to take it to fruition and get that degree. She also, she also got a humanitarian award from uh, Congressperson Sheila Jackson Lee. So give it up for that. You know, so I'm like, damn, man, Megan Thee Stallion is doing it all, man. You know, uh, so it turns out Chris Rock was wrong. That uh, the stripper myth, he, kept, he had this bit about the stripper myth that strippers were not working their way through college well. At least in Megan Thee Stallion's case, she is working her way through college. She worked her way through college, and she got the paperwork to prove it. So I don't know if you consider being a one of the top-selling rappers in the country stripping, but... And I don't think she strips. I don't think she makes music that strippers strip to. Yeah, and, and she inspires people, particularly women, to make money. So there you go. And that, that's probably important. Um, yeah. Also, um, you know, being a part of the student body, yadi, 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 she is uh, now going to be able to open up these uh, facilities. That's one thing she want to do is open up facilities across the country. And, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's very enterprising. So I, I just like the fact that she's kind of breaking down these stereotypes that people think of when they think of uh, recording artists and rap artists. You know, people get old like me. You stop, you know, start thinking this is a bunch of noise. People just doing whatever. And everybody's grabbing the bag. But there are people doing real shit like Megan Thee Stallion. So um, 
Give it up for her. Give it up for her and that. Give it up, give it up. Also, also, just to shout out Texas Southern University, which is where she graduated. So I'm sure the people in Texas Southern University will want that shout out. So that's what's up. You know, it's kind of crazy. She had to she had to be a record-selling platinum artist. I don't know how many albums she's made that's plat that have been platinum or, or whatever, but you, you basically got to be a record-selling artist to be able to afford college nowadays without going crazy in debt. You know, so, you know, I'm sure that making a lot of money, getting those big checks, helps to be able to deal with that debt. And I, I just wonder if she still has student debt. You know what I'm saying? And is that an issue or is that an issue initially? Or like, like she could become a person who speaks on that, you know, um, and, and just puts that on the forefront. Because we know, like Joe Biden said, he's going to help us with student debt, and he didn't help us with student debt. No, he instead, he, he just walked away, you know? That's like, it's not even on the board anymore. And, like, that was something he was running on. He was running on helping people with student debt. So... Even though, you know, my stance on it, I fall in line with Dr. Sandy Darity on this, uh, based on the numbers. And you know what? It's not about, it's really not fall, it's not about falling in line with Dr. Sandy Darity on this. It's about the numbers. So here's the deal. A lot of people talk about student debt being a form of reparations for black folks. How can something be a form of reparations for black folks if everybody else get it? Nah, nah, that's not the same thing. Like, the Nazis or the Germans couldn't be like, yo, we're going to do something with reparations for the Jewish community, for, for the Jewish folks, and then, like, give it to Germans and Nazis. And, like, I don't even, like, no, you couldn't, you could never do that. They'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, Australians wouldn't get it. It's like, no, Australians wouldn't get it because you were not, you know, you were not sent to the gulags or whatever, right? You didn't go to out, you know? So... You know, and to get money if you weren't, to, for you to be in a tribe, first of all, in America, the indigenous people who end up getting casinos and no taxes or whatever they worked out with the government, you had to be in a specific tribe. So there's really all precedence for the things we talk about. You had to be in a specific tribe, and that tribe had its own negotiations. So the Lakotas didn't get necessarily what the Dakotas got. No, the Chippewas got exactly what the Sioux got. Like, it was all different, different things. So I, I'm just wondering why is it that, I mean, I, I know the answer, right? But it's, 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 it's hella disappointing. And it's insulting that when we talk about black issues, we talk about black reparations, everybody won't put everybody else in it. And it's also, what's even worse than that, what's even worse than that are black people that feel like they have no, like they have no pride, right? They can't even stand on their own two feet and say, my people deserve this. These people are so Tobyized. They're so Toby asses, they can't even say, hey, we have been hurting this way. This is the damage that our government has done to us, the policies or the, the policies or the laws in this country, the institutions in this country, so we deserve this. They can't even, they can't even do that. This, 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 they want to throw in people of color and people that, you know, got here last week and then, like, so, um, anyway, it's just, it's just crazy. So, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. I don't even know how I got to the other place. I got to stay on topic, but, Look, 
I would like to hear Megan Thee Stallion talk about college debt because we know that reducing college debt would only impact black Americans like 3 or 4%. 3 or 4% of the racial, the racial wealth gap. Now, if we just want to make life a little bit better for some people, that's great. But if we wanted to actually close the racial wealth gap, which is where we stand right now, where the average black family, black family is only worth about 10% of the average white family, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Well, then we got to do things that are going to impact those people that are got to, you know, going to impact black people in a positive way, that are going to change that. You know, you got a dollar, I got 10 cents. Like, that's, it ain't because we didn't work. So, um, and, and, and cutting student debt, first of all, it's only going to help people that went to school, obviously. And not everyone goes to school, obviously. Those that did go, it will help them. But we can't even get Biden to do that anyway. So we're going back and forth on the issue that Biden then ran away from after running on it. And it won't significantly close the racial wealth gap. So we got to figure out what we're in it for. We're trying to close the racial wealth gap where black people and white people are kind of have equity, have some form of equality in America, or are we just trying to do shit that make everybody go, yay! So that's all. Man, what's wrong with this stuff? <clears throat> Because those things aren't the same. That's all I'm saying. It's, those things are different. Next, uh, what else we got? Okay, this is a great story. <clears throat> because, okay, so how many people heard about the FedEx delivery guy out in former? He, he doesn't work there now. But there was a FedEx delivery guy that was throwing packages, hundreds of packages in a ravine in Alabama. Yeah, so they discovered, law enforcement somehow discovered hundreds of packages around Thanksgiving in a ravine, just thrown and strewn across, strewn about in a ravine, a big-ass ditch, right? And I guess it took them a while to figure out who the culprit was. Turns out, now this I have in my phone, right? Turns out this young man, his name is <clears throat> DeAndre Charleston, and he's 22 years old of Adamsville, Alabama. And he dumped packages five different times between November 17th and November 24th. So if you're looking for a package <laughs> and you're in Blount, Blount County, Alabama, it's highly possible that your, your package, if it hasn't appeared, it's because it's in a ravine right now. So you know people were very pissed off, right? Very angry and upset. They want to, like, get this guy because whatever packages they have. And, and, of course, this is an issue because the packages themselves are worth about $25,000 cumulatively. So there is a price on these packages. People ordered stuff. And I got to imagine some things are sent personally that, uh, that are really have no denomination. Like, you can't put a an exact dollar amount on your grandma's ring or brooch or whatever, right? You know, somebody left you something in the family, you FedEx it to someone in the family or whatever, and it never arrives. And how, how do you really price that stuff out? So it's a horrible thing, but turns out 
The sheriff of Blount County says he talked to DeAndre Charleston, who's turning himself in, and he may have actually done it by now. It said that DeAndre was going through a lot of stuff in his life, and uh, he lost a, he lost someone very close to him. It was a depression, and it wasn't that he stole the packages. He just didn't feel like delivering them. And, yeah, he said he, just, he was just tired. Just He just didn't want to do his job no damn more. And, look, guys, I, I respect, I respect the, uh, the the sheriff. Like sheriff is like, look, guys, let's not let's not throw DeAndre away. He's a really sounds like a good kid. He's turning himself in. He did the wrong thing, but his ass gonna go. He gonna get in some trouble. He gonna, he gonna get in some trouble. He had to pay back twenty five thousand dollars, and I don't know how you pay back twenty five thousand dollars if you're twenty two years old working at FedEx. And you don't even work in FedEx anymore, so I don't even know how that works. So, I don't know. I just thought it was a unique story. And and it just brings up, like, guys, people are going through things. And it's the holiday season. Like, you see this Yuletide stuff, right? Mrs. Black was like, we got some extra lights. Put the extra lights up. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's show we got a little spirit, you know, if you if you celebrate that type of thing. You know, um, there's some people going through stuff. So, in the spirit of the season, in the spirit of compassion and empathy, let's uh, let's uh, pull together and try to see life through the vantage, the vantage point of other people who are less fortunate and, and people that make damn dumb decisions like DeAndre. And realize that sometimes people make bad decisions, but um, they're not bad people. So let's give, them a, let's give them a path back to reconciliation or whatever that is and give them an opportunity to redeem themselves. Uh, DeAndre did not sell your property. He did not go put it on eBay to make money. This was not a scheme for whatever reason. And it turns out he said it was depression and all this other stuff, overwhelmed by the job. He just did not do his job. So uh, I can't clap for it. And I can't say I understand because I really don't. But I can say... Um, Turn yourself in, bro. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully they won't throw the entire bookcase at you. Yeah, yeah that's all. Oh. It's crazy. So what else? We got, uh, now speaking of, now this is total opposite, right? This is, this is the other story I was looking at. It's about the smash and grabs. How many people heard about the smash and grabs that have been going on in various locations across the country, various states, right? I didn't know how this all worked out. I'm like, where are all these people just showing up to, like, run up in the Louis store or the Gucci store or whatever? Like, how are they knowing to do this? Turns out, guys, uh, it's a coordinated effort. And what I mean by coordinated effort, nah, don't start thinking it's the cops, because I know we get, like, really conspiratorial, right? We be like, yeah, I knew it was a setup. They working with the cops, and it's an inside job. They work with the store or a salesperson. Like, no, that's not what I mean. Turns out they've been using apps, like Snapchat, for instance, and saying, okay, get the app. We're going to use a certain code. And then they pick a space. They don't, like, they don't announce until that day. Like, right, right before they do it, they say, if you're in Santa Monica, 
come to this place at 12 o'clock, we rush to the door, or whatever. Now, it's it's gonna disappear because it's a it's a Snapchat story Snapchat story. So the message is gonna disappear anyway. So the cops are like having a problem finding the people. And even if they find the people, or if they were able to get to the spot where it's going down, nobody really knows anybody. So if you, they caught like three people out of 100 people. Like, because the people don't know each other except through the app. So you, they can't snitch. No one can snitch because no one knows the people. It's not like they're all friends. They grew up together. There's not a gang. It's like people randomly, hey, we're hey, hey, we going to get some Gucci today. If you and Santa Monica come through, we go to the Gucci store or whatever, whatever, or Rodeo. And then they run through Rodeo. So that's crazy. Now look, guys. There are people, like I said earlier, it's a, it's a holiday spirit, man. And we got to remember there are people going through shit, right? There are people with money issues. People don't know where their next meal is coming from. People are, this pandemic, we lost their jobs. Companies may have shut down. Um, a lot of small businesses are taking a serious hit. Not everyone got fraudulent PPP loans. Some of us are just broke, 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 okay? Sitting on EEE, okay? No PPP, just sitting on EEE. So that's where the, that's where the gas dial is at. Okay, so some of us are not doing so well. So, so I'm looking at this story about the smash and grab, and I'm like, maybe these people are struggling. Maybe these people really need the money. Or maybe people are doing the arbitrage, which is they take this stuff, <clears throat> and they're not rocking it because everyone thinks people break in and take stuff, and they just run it around, sporting it. Now, maybe they're selling it. Maybe they're selling the goods to other people. See, this is this is. And I'm going to talk more about this later in a different segment. But there's a mentality of black people, right? And I don't know, maybe it exists. I think it exists in white America, too. Everyone thinks the worst about us, right? They think if you steal a Gucci purse, that's, you're going to be, like, I'm going to be rocking the purse. Like, you know, and I don't want you, no, let me not use me. This could go bad. Okay, but people think that if you, if you take something, that you are wearing it or using it yourselves. When in actuality, maybe you're selling it to, you're boosting it to be able to pay your rent. You know, sort of like the cowboys used to do back in the day. Remember the cowboys, the cattle wrestlers, and those old ass movies you see, right? Where people would take shit and sell it. They would take, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying it's right, but what I'm saying is what I keep seeing are people just assuming that other people are stupid. And all that being said, you really shouldn't break into the Gucci store or any other store. And it is pretty stupid to do because you can very much get caught and it's very much illegal and you can very much go to jail. And I don't know if it's worth all that to do that, right? And, 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 and look, and if you're a person who doesn't know where the next meal is coming from, if you don't know where you're going to go, what you're going to do, if you try to stay indoors, if you really are going through that situation, you got to look for a different alternative because... When this shit goes down, ain't nobody going to listen to that part. Particularly if your life situation does not reflect that type of desperation. Because see, we all know people that were doing things 
At least I do. I remember coming up and people would do things. Some people did things because they had to do them. And some people did things because they wanted to do them. And there's a dose of different people. And you know if you need to be on the block, if you was on the block because it was cool, or if you was on the block because you lived on the block, right? If you was on the block because it was an abusive home and you had to get out, or if you was on the block because somebody was putting their hands on you, or if you was on the block because you didn't have roof overhead. Like, we all know there's different people. So I think we need to leave room in our heads and our minds for the people that are struggling to the point where... Their options are very limited. I want to tell them there are other options to take. But still, I have an issue with those people that don't even consider that there are people at the end of their rope. They just consider people are just being frivolously doing things without any desperation in the equation. And what really made me want to bring this up, guys, is I know it's not popular in the hell. I talk about stuff all the time. I don't know if it's popular. I make shit popular, so I don't have to, it don't have to be popular. I'm going to make it popular, right? I'm going to bring it up, and maybe it'll resonate with you, and that's how we get new shit to be popular. You know what I'm saying? But what I notice is that people tend to look at you with the last common denominator. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's based on the last stereotypes, right? So, um... I think it's something we need to address within ourselves and and why we assume the worst. And once again, I'm not condoning bad activity, illegal activity. Hope you find a different way to go about it because the time you spend behind bars, I, I don't want you there. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want you in the system, right? But I also want people to recognize, and see, I made a post. Here it goes. I made a post earlier today, right? And I said in that post, Anywhere you go in the world, if there is poverty, hopelessness, um, poverty, hopelessness, and there's another one, poverty, hopelessness, um, struggle. I don't know. There's another term for it, but you get the point. Wherever you see that present, you're going to see crime. And I said in the world, right? This is a tweet and a Facebook post. Man, put it on Instagram too, right? I was not just talking about America. I said in the world. Because I was looking at a graph of all the countries with the most crime in it per capita. The most crime. And I was looking at all these countries. America wasn't in the top 20. But Americans are so fixated on Democrat and Republican. Most of the comments were people bitching about red states and blue states. Yeah, they made everything about Democrats and Republicans. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm talking about Venezuela. I'm talking about Brazil. I'm talking about countries in Africa, South Africa. I'm talking about places in Latin America. I'm talking about, like, I'm looking at all of this, all of these numbers across the globe. And people that don't have opportunities, people that don't have resources, that's the word, people who lack resources, uh, doing things in order to survive. Okay. Now, someone did make a comment that was kind of interesting on Facebook. They said, well, Tim, and they, they wrote several paragraphs. So I'm going to kind of surmise it. I'm going to try to. But the, the spirit, I think, of the post was that it's not always that people are so poor or they're trying to make ends meet. They're around other people 
who have things. And they want to compete up with they want to compete with those people and them being around other people that have things, close proximity to the haves. The have nots are around the haves, and then they want to have, and they're willing to do anything to have. Okay, so I I kind of get your point and I understand where you're coming from. Um I get that, but I don't think that's always the case that. It's like if your stomach's rumbling, your stomach's rumbling, right? If, if you've been like if you if you got caught with Sawin back in the '90s, and you can't get benefits from the state because you got a weed charge, you can't get housing, you can't get food stamps, you you getting turned down for jobs. I know everyone says start your own business, and some people do start their own businesses, and they are somewhat successful or successful. Give it up for that. But not everybody is as successful as you want to pretend that they are. Because to start a business, sometimes it really does matter if you have capital. And sometimes you do need expertise. And you do need uh, uh, a plan. Like, and figuring, that out, figuring it out on your own may put you out on the street. Right? It may put you in a very bad situation. So, like I don't, I don't agree that it's always just a person looking at someone else, going, "Wow, you got a nice car. I want a nice car. I want to do whatever it takes to get a nice car." You know, I think that does have some bearing on it. But it also is just our. It, if we're just talking about America, which is a where I think most people want to keep it, because they, you know, and that really was not my point in the post. My point is that all across the globe there are people struggling. And crime is not a new phenomenon. There are struggling people, and those struggling people do things to survive. And that's like a, that's been the history of America, by the way. Um, and people have always done things to survive in America. The the moonshine runners were doing things to survive, and they were white, most of them, at least the ones that were famous, like John F. Kennedy and such. So. And they kept doing it even after they were rich. So anyway, we're going to, I'm going to keep it moving on. I'm just saying, the smash and grab stuff, horrible stuff, right? Now, they're going to crack down on it. And a lot of the retailers are coming together saying one of the ways we're going to do that is we want to be able to monitor the websites and see if they are reselling merchandise via the web. So if you're trying to get off your, your boosted items or eBay, or, or Craigslist, or some other outlet, shop, or whatever, they want to be able to catch those people. So, they've got something for that ass. So, I would encourage anybody involved in that to, to not do that. Okay, okay. Next topic. Uh... FedEx. Oh, I don't know why I put this up here. <laughs> this is getting really like uh, I don't, I don't want to sound like Wendy Williams, but I was thinking about this. You know, it would just be random topics because I do want to keep it somewhat political in nature and very black. So how can I put? Okay, so you know you're old, when You don't know any of the rappers that recently got killed. Yeah, like, you really don't know them? Like, like if you play the music, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, 
that's who that's who that was. That's Slim Four Hundred. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't you know. And my son be like, you don't know Slim Four Hundred? Like, no, I, I I son, I don't know. I, I I'm your dad. I've been here for a minute. You know, you just got here. But you know what I'm saying? It's like you know when you know you old when you don't know the latest music. You just still like I still know Ice Cube and Snoop and Dr. Dre and and you know. I know some younger ones, you know, you know, but like J. Cole or something, but, you know, but you start moving too close to the 10, 2010s, I'm like, you lose me. I'm like, who you talking about? I remember when Lil' Kim was the shit. Then, like, Mickey Minaj, like, kind of like the last female rapper I, like, paid attention to. Like, you know, uh, I don't know, like, I stopped. I just had so many things to do. When you get older, you got other things to fixate on. You don't have time to be devoting all your energy to keeping up with stuff. And people don't realize how much time it takes out of your life to stay current. You know, to, to stay up with stuff. That takes focus. I got to focus on these bills, son. You know what I'm saying? So, you know you old when those things don't matter to you no more and you are worried about real shit that affects the bottom line. And I think you need to embrace that and, and just, just walk into it. And I don't think if you're over 40 that you should be all that concerned with who, you know, unless that's your industry. You know, if you fuck Master Flex, K, you know, Sway, K Slay, you know, one of these people, you know what I'm saying? You got to know. You got to know because that's, you know, Ebro in the morning. Like, you got to know them. You know what I'm saying? That'd be a good idea to, to keep track. But if you're not in the profession, what you care? What do you care? You don't need to worry about who's dropping a single. You need to know if you got some singles to put together to pay this car note, to pay this mortgage. That's that's where your singles focus at. So, I don't know, man. It's just, you're getting older, man. Embrace, embrace getting older. Getting older is a privilege. Not everybody gets to do it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the old heads and the, the young old heads and the old old heads and keep your head up and uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Now, now here goes my major topic for tonight. If you're still around. Now, this segment is what I'm going to be doing a recurring segment on. It's Black Talk with Tim Black, okay? Black Talk with Tim Black. And this, today's topic of Black Talk with Tim Black is stop comparing stuff. <laughs> stop comparing everything. Stop comparing everything. Stop, stop. Stop comparing black people. Stop comparing everything to black people. Stop looking around. Just stop doing it. We're in a unique space. And we have a unique struggle, right? So, okay, Tim, what you talking about, bro? All right, here we go, here we go. Uh, okay, so I was watching a live stream, a replay of a live stream by Tamara Shirley Johnson. And she had on our friend, our mentor, Dr. William Sandy Darity, okay? And it was a reparations update. And there was somebody on the show named Mr. Eddie. Now, that's all I know. His name is Mr. Eddie. Uh, but okay. Now, 
Dr. Sam Dirty was fantastic as he always is, breaking down reparations and what's going on with the reparations and what's important. And he's dropping jewels and, you know, doing his thing of being a Dr. Sandy Dirty, one of the most foremost economists uh, in regards to uh, reparations, black studies, these issues that are impacting the black community. So, you know, very much dope, dope, dope. Now, Miss Tamara Shirley Johnson had Dr. had Mr. Eddie on the show, and Mr. Eddie said some things that really pissed me off, Johnson. Yeah, and, and, and he was saying things very, very basic things, like, okay, Dr. Sandy Dirty was talking about reparations and how much he is envisioning based on the numbers, based on the data. Not in his conjuring up in his mind, but envisioning based on the the numbers based on calculations. And he the number the dollar amount fell somewhere between 14 trillion, 17 trillion dollars. Different ways to pay that out over a 10-year window, right? With, you know, all qualifying uh American descendants of chattel slavery getting about $350,000 each. Right? So, these are very significant amounts of money. Very significant amounts of money, and, and it's not a gift. It's it's actually what is owed based on the free labor and that labor being in the system and America being built off that labor. Generations of labor that people were not compensated for, okay? And then we go to Jim Crow. Then we go to discrimination and realigning. All the way up to today where we're still dealing with this. We're still dealing with the effects of these years, these, these a century almost two centuries of direct disenfranchisement. So we're talking about a lot of money. We're talking about a huge debt. We're only talking about a lot of money because we're talking about a lot of debt. We're only talking about a lot of debt because of what was done to black people intentionally by policy and action of our direct, directly of our U.S. government, okay? Now, here's the part, guys. Mr. Eddie just kept saying things, Johnson. He kept saying things that, like, it's like he, he compared poor black people to white people with money. Yeah, you know, black people that do this, they, they, they live in a poor white, they live in a poor black neighborhood, and they say, black people need to do better. Black people, you know, black people, you know, we get money. Money ain't everything because some black people need to know. Some black people will still be out here doing this, and some black people don't know how to do this. And some black people breaking people's cars, and some black people sell drugs. And we need to rebuild black people's purse. We need to, and it's like, all it was like all of the Fox News talking points, all like cluttered together and stuck together as one big mound. And he like swallowed this big-ass peel of Fox News and every negative stereotype about black people. It's like, that's all he had. And, and like, and look, in respect to Mr. Eddie, he ain't the only one. We've heard this stuff before, you know, from different people in the community. And it's like, it's so frustrating because black people don't realize that there are all types of black people. Yeah, you can't compare poor black people to rich white people. Yeah, you know, Fox News tends not to talk about white people breaking their white people's houses. It's like, it's like there are some people that think that only black people commit crime in America. 
Now, I know it may seem that way because we have certain white people who repeatedly keep saying this shit, but no. White people do stuff to white people. White people, they're broke white people living on skid road. They're broke white people trying to make ends meet. They're broke white people that are drinking and smoking and hanging out and broke white people that, uh, you know, that are struggling, that, that, are, that are not making excellent choices in life. They're broke white people that break in each other's homes and steal their lawnmowers, took their boat, stole their rake. Like, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot that goes on in America. Look, first of all, America, black people are not even everywhere in America. Okay? We're only 14% of the population. Some people go a little higher, some a little less. Let's say 14 to be generous or whatever. You really think that the 14% of black Americans are the ones committing all the crimes and doing all the crazy shit? No. And when you talk about the people that are within the black community that are doing these things, that is a small percentage of black people. Most black people are not breaking into homes. Most black people do not need to, or, or selling drugs. Most black people are not selling cars. Everybody's not on New Jersey Drive or carjacking. That's not everyone, okay? But if you listen to some black people, they are really stuck on this, man. And I, I just gotta say it. Stop comparing black, the worst elements of the black community to all other black people. Please stop doing that shit. Please. You know, black people do not have the market cornered on bad life choices. Now, there are white women with a lot of kids without no baby daddy or a baby daddy. There are white, there are Latino women with kids and somebody in jail. Stop. It's like, and look, and I understand you say, well, look, Tim, I'm not just talking about those people. I don't want it to just be like, um, I, I, I care about black people. I'm not talking about Latinos and Asians and Native people, Native Indigenous people. It's because I'm focused on black people. But, but when you talk about it, it's like you're only making it seem like this is something unique to black people. And look, here's the kicker, guys. If you think something negative is unique to black people, if you dig far enough, you'll, feel, you'll figure out the reason. And typically the reason is lack of resources. Not lack of moral fiber, not lack of character, lack of fucking resources, which leads to stress, which leads to depression, which leads to bad decision making, which leads to a lot of uh, desperation, leads to a lot of actions people may not assume or pursue if we're given more opportunities, if actually had the resources. Get what I'm saying? What I keep seeing, what I hear so often online is I hear black people that will look at Chicago. Black people, stop bringing up Chicago. What are you, Rush Limbaugh? Stop bringing up Chicago, first of all. Stop choosing the worst place. Like, what white people talk about white people, they don't just talk about Appalachia. Okay? They don't just talk about the poor section of white America. And there may be some poorer sections. But they don't just go, you know, what about Appalachia? But only do black people bring it up. They bring up Chicago as if Chicago crime rate is everywhere. And yes, I want there to be something done about Chicago. But if you go to Chicago and talk to people in Chicago, 
you will find out that there is a multi-pronged problems. There are multi-pronged problems in Chicago. It's not just one thing. It's not just people don't want nothing. And black people, and black people just want to kill each other. Like, I've covered Chicago several times on my channel. I've done research several times and doing, putting together videos, and maybe I'll do another one. But please, stop bringing up Chicago. Like, there are other black people, so, so that's what they, they look at, they look at Chicago, and they compare that shit to Beverly Hills. They look at black people in Chicago and compare it to white people in Beverly Hills. And then they go, why can't we can't be like the people in Beverly Hills? Well, you poor. You are fucking poor. So poor people, poor desperate people who have horrible schools, whose fathers went to jail for selling drugs that were put in the community by the CIA back in the 90s and the late 80s, are not the same, don't have the same opportunities, and are not the same people as people in Beverly Hills whose parents gave them, uh, left them with parachutes and, and and with trust funds and who own companies. And, and no, so you can't compare these two groups of people. White people who are doing well do not compare poor white people Hard, white people that are struggling like hell, living in living in a trailer with no electricity, that's about to be repossessed. They don't compare that person to an upper middle class person living in Inglewood or in Connecticut. In Connecticut, they would never do that. But it's like black people keep doing this. Stop comparing things that don't go together. Stop doing it. So so look. There's a there's a claim we're making about the need for America to right its wrongs to 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 right repair uh, to give repair to a community that they directly disenfranchise through government policies and deeds. Stop making that about black people being pathologically damaged. The fact that there are black people in America that are doing well, some black people are doing well. Everyone's not struggling. Okay? Everyone is not, you know, on drugs. Everyone is not in jail. Everyone is, there are black people, there are black, there are black young women who are going to cotillions and who are debutantes. And there are black uh, young men who are scholars with multiple degrees at the age of 23. Okay? These things exist as well. They exist. Stop talking as if every black person is in this, you know, are, are, uh, their own worst enemy. No. No. Stop doing it. I never hear other communities do this. And I believe when you think it's a pathological or something specific to black people that makes us not to do certain negative things, why don't I ever hear this from other groups of people? I've had a show for a decade. I rarely get white people calling up talking about white people other white people, or the majority, in general, speaking about white people, not having initiative, not starting businesses. First of all, black people start businesses are more entrepreneurial per capita than white people. Black people save, save more money per capita than white people. Black people contribute more to their children's college than white people per capita. Like, if you adjust for numbers, okay? So, people are saying things about black people as if we are not doing our thing. And once again, this is not everyone. We don't talk in absolutes. I'm not talking in absolutes. 
There's some people that aren't doing their thing. There's some people that are disrespecting themselves. There's some people who are making bad decisions. Let's help those people. Let's help those people and let's help them, you know, if we can. But stop for the love of God, man. Stop blaming, stop comparing all black people to those particular black people that are doing that. I'm not running anyone's home. I'm not carjacking anyone. So why do I have to hear you talk about black people in this way? Do you understand how unsupportive that is? How, how disempowering that is? How negative it is? And how much of an insult it is? We have been talking about reparations. First of all, you would never tell a group of people that have been damaged by the government and not repaired at all by that government after that damage. And then say their condition is their fault. That's crazy talk. So part of the problem I have is there is no self-esteem. I mean, no pride. No, no, no backbone. Look, America owes a debt. I don't know if we're going to be here for America to pay that debt, but I ain't going to stop fighting for it because it's a justice claim. Justice claims cannot end until justice has been dealt out, until justice has been meted out. That's when justice claims end. I feel like the majority of black people would be so much better off if they would have had the equal footing that white people have in America. That's all. And until that happens, you can't compare white people and black people. You just can't because they're not in the same positions. And you may want to say, look, I'm not saying you can't achieve. There are people that can, can achieve. There are people that can, can overcome. These are individuals we're talking about. When America passed the GI Bill, right, they were trying to help all white people. The majority of white people that have been in the service, that served their country, they weren't just trying to help outliers or individuals. They were trying to help a group of people. That's the type of support and repair black people need because it's owed to them. So, once again, uh, not to say the dirty had great, you know, great information, provided data, statistics, and analysis, and Mr. Eddie was just talking. And as angry as I was at Mr. Eddie, I do understand, as, as Tamara Shirley Johnson pointed out, these are conversations that happen everywhere across the country. Whenever she's talking to people, There'll be sometimes it'll be these types of responses where people are like, it's not just money. It's not just money. Black people just don't need money. You know what? Here, here goes something, guys. And I know people want to say that because they want to sound a certain type of way. You don't want to sound petty. Are you really saying that because <clears throat> you feel that? Or are you saying that because you programmed to say that shit? You know? Like, yeah, we understand if someone, if somebody in your family is killed by the police, we understand that money ain't going to bring them back. But do you realize that's all we got? Like, that's, in a capitalistic society, that's how you make, you send people to jail and you give money. You know, that's it. That's, that's the recourse in this life. Now, if you want some spiritual stuff about what's going to happen when you die, more power to you. 
That's another realm that's going to be handled by a higher power. But in this world, in this life, how we make amends is money. Please, 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 please stop saying it ain't just about money. It is about money. Slavery was about money. Jim Crow was about keeping you disenfranchised for money. It was about money. Stop saying it's not about money because it definitely is about money. You sound infantile. You sound like you don't live in the real world. When you have money, you have less stress. If you have less stress, you enjoy life better. You live longer. It's not everything. You can still have bad relationships. You can still have bad health. Some things are genetic. But if you have money, you can sort of mitigate some of those problems because you have money. So please stop saying, well, we need more than just money. We need, we need to, because we don't, we don't always tie our shoes. And we don't always say, excuse me, when we bump into each other. And sometimes, sometimes we fought without excusing ourselves and stepping out of the, I don't want to hear this type of stupid shit. Asians didn't sit around going, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get our internment camp money. We got to make sure Sue Ling knows how to say please and thank you correctly. And we got to make sure Sue Ling is a mathematician, an investment advisor, or gets a BA. In, no! Sue Ling got her damn money. Then she went back to her friends and said, they said, Sue Ling, don't you mess this money up. Hold on, Sue Ling. Let's talk about what you're going to do with this money because you don't know what you're doing with that goddamn money. So they work together after the fact. But only am I hearing it from black people. I got a feeling. Native people on the reservations. When they got their casinos, they were like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get these casinos. Oh, how? Before you give me a casino, we all need to get together and take a couple of, couple of decades studying how to run a casino. Nah, they figured it out. They figured it out even without the internet. They figured it out. They needed the money. They took the money. They built the casinos. Stop being stopped. You sound anti-black, which is very coonish. All these stipulations for black people that don't apply to anybody else. You apply them to black people. Why? Now I know why some white people do it. And now I realize that the same diseases that some white people have, black people have too. It's got to be it. Black people are not children. Reparations is not about being a child and asking for someone to be a furry godmother or for Santa to come through. That's about a debt Old. I don't need you to hold my goddamn hand. We don't. Black American does not need white American to hold its hand, and black American don't need nobody to hold us, hold our hand, and teach us how to spend money. We've been making it or less money in this country since the day we were set free. We've been somehow surviving without the aid of this country, in, in most in most instances. And we are still here. We're so resilient. We're so strong. We are a miracle. 
And we damn sure can figure out how to balance a checkbook. We could damn sure figure out how to invest. We could damn sure figure out what to do with money if we had it. So I don't know, I'm just looking at these things. And I just wanna I just wanna reiterate. Black people are not uniquely damaged beyond repair. Black people are not uniquely uh um uh, inherently, okay, we are not inherently deficient. Stop talking as if we are. That's how you sound like black people are inherently deficient. We can't expect black people to be able, when you start talking this way, when you start saying shit, catch yourself when you are saying shit like black people, black people need to, no, just always check that shit. And ask yourself, do white people say that to themselves? Are Latino people going, Latino, you know how we are. You know how we are. We, you know, we don't know how to work together. You know how we are. We don't know how to do without money. You know, we gonna go buy some hair extensions. Like black women are the only women that put something in their hair. Like black women, like, like black men are the only ones that wear tennis shoes. I mean, just dumb. White people wear shoes. White women get their hair done. Asian people buy shit. People buy things. So, Stop! Just stop, 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 stop. Putting us down. It's bad enough I gotta listen to this shit. For white people who don't know better, for white people who are bigots. I gotta hear for black people who don't know anything. We are 14% of the population, we own 2% of the wealth, and 2% of the land. This is not by accident. If we were more landowners, you don't think we'd be able to handle money better? We'd have money to handle. People will figure it out. You give a you give a person five thousand dollars, they'll figure it out. Stop talking as if everybody's gonna throw money away. And look, I'm not saying give us five thousand dollars. If you give somebody five hundred thousand dollars, they gonna hold on to that thing. They gonna do something. And I said everybody's smart, but I say I, but I believe in the resilience of black people. We've been able to survive in America. Some of us, we were, we were freed with no 40 acres in a meal. Meanwhile, white people got 160 acres just for being white. And somehow, your black ass is here. Somehow, my black ass is here. Somehow, we're all here. And you want to make it make sense to me for you to say, if we got money now, that's when we're going to be in trouble. We got money. We're going to be in trouble. We've been in trouble since the day we were born. We've been in trouble all this time. I disagreed with a lot of things with John Lewis, but I agree with this. There are some things called good trouble. And if you think us having money is going to lead to trouble, well, that's a good kind of trouble. And that's a trouble more of us need to be in. You heard? All right, guys, that's all I got. I got nothing but love for you. Go to tipblackpaws.com. Subscribe to this podcast. It's a, it's a unique podcast. We do our best to not pull any punches. We want to call it straight, keep it real, and, and always keep it extra black. Black, black, bliggity, black, black, black. I'm your guy. Find me at Real Tip Black. I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, 
I'm on Twitter. I'm Tim Black of that on Instagram. Be there, be square. We'll be back tomorrow. On the Tim Black Show where we open up phone lines and you'll be able to call into the show and uh, make your comments. All right, guys. I want to shout out everybody who supports this show. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm not able to do this without you. Believe that. The truth ain't gonna tell itself. So let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100. Support this. We got support what we have going on. Uh, find me and uh, find me on Patreon. Join us on Patreon or Facebook. I got my somewhere. I got my what is it? Cash App thing going on. Support this work. I stand up for you. I got your back. Have mine. I'll see you on the next one. And with that, remember, cut the check. Wolfpack. We out. People are owed reparations. Reparations now. All my Johnsons. Wolfpack. Big K. Ayo, wait, hold up, pause, no debate, no applause Tired of the wait, man, we need a revolution, but you can't to the bait We be down for the cause, I be late on a sauce Keep us down, hold up, pause, fuck up, round, get a public execution Better wise up, hold up, fuck it, pause Pause like Tim Black, overwhelmed, but I gotta get my wits checked We be preaching to the quiet like a hymn track, but we gotta make a dent, get the rich back Laying in the street, we got brothers that overdosing Trying to help the poor with their handicap and emotion Both parties suck, take a minute and let it soak in They don't give a fuck, they be locking you up and smoking Both parties suck, Johnson with the serving up It's a lace concoction, spit it in a face Johnson, what the fuck you do with a snake when you boxing? Wanna fall in line with the face is an option I'ma stand for mine, I'ma ride with my conscience If you want the right, I'd advise you with caution When they get the chance, so you out like an auction Fucked in, like a controlled opposition Cunts on the boat and they roll their position Top town, y'all sold on the mission I ain't bring a coast, I'ma search for friction Faking these raps, give me conniptions They be out here serving their donuts like a religion Calling out these blasphemous promises, my addiction They ain't got no soul, yeah, they sold it up for a patient wait, hold up, pause, no debate, no applause Tired of the wait, man, we need a revolution But you can't to debate, we be down for the cause I be late on a sauce, keep us down for the cause Fuck up, round, get a public execution Better wise up, hold up, fuck it, pause Time. A conservative Ronald McDonald Clean but you look and you sound like you off at the bottle White boy dress for the follow You see through the grip so you need to let off to the throttle Try the right we beside let us have us a top Be a man we can walk through the basics You ain't getting shot just talking about race Motherfucker you can shop for me and race Yo, say you spitting facts you clearly be in your feelings Quoting Ben Shapiro what else the fuck you can see See we didn't free the slaves and you acting like we the same Like we're sounding effects same thing you fucking idiot Right wing frauds really made me belligerent Educate America overcoming the ignorance Big homie black show you bitches the difference Say us just drops and blame it I'm the immigrant. Bro, for initiative, hold the line with the wolf pack. Giving me a shot, I blew through him like I'm a fullback. Riding from inside the center, where your soul at? Can't strike blast, cause homie be full of bullcrap. A, C, A, B, yeah, I'm bending the law. Your system is broke. If you need this, and ours need a fine intervention. Need it fixed by the gods. Hold up, I'ma need to catch my breath. Pause. Wait, hold up, pause. No debate, no applause. Tired of the wait, man, we need a revolution, but you can't to debate. We be down for the cause. I be late on a sauce. Give us down for the cause. Fuck up, round, get a public execution. Better wise up, hold up, fuck it, pause.